No Meat Athlete Radio is brought to you by Aloha Protein Powder. Get through the cold winter months with a rush of pure, energizing, plant-based protein. Try our favorite, the Vanilla Blend, for 18 grams of protein built with the very best ingredients. Enter Aloha20 at aloha.com to get 20% off orders of $50 or more through February 2016. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of No Meat Athlete Radio, episode 123, joined as always by Doug Hay. Doug, how are you doing today? I am doing great, Matt. Good. So we've got another interview today, continuing in our series of interviews, which hopefully continues in perpetuity. Uh, this one with a longtime friend of mine named Steve Cam, who mm-hmm. many of people listening here probably know. He's the founder of nerdfitness.com. And uh, Steve and I go way back. We go back as far as, pretty much as far as either of our blogs does. I don't know which of us actually started first. I started No Meat Athlete in March 2009, which is now almost seven years ago, which is crazy. That is crazy. That's a really, really long time. Yeah. Because uh, it has consumed my life since then, basically. I mean, it, it's it's funny that I've put that much into it for seven years. Um, which is great. I mean, look at, look yeah, at how, how things have changed it's for just, you it's just the last seven years. It absolutely has, My life has completely changed. Um, in in many ways, not not just like having a home based business like that. Of course, that's a major change, but all the other stuff that just has come with it is totally different. You wouldn't be sitting next to a beautiful man like me if it <laughs> wasn't for this. Uh... No, I sure wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one thing that would be different, Doug. <laughs> um, yeah. So of course, so it's just crazy. I think maybe Steve started his like a month or two before mine, but we met fairly early on in that first year for each of us. Uh, we met online, and then we went out to Portland, the World Domination Summit, and met there, hung out there. And actually, on the back of his book, his book is called Level Up Your Life. He just came out with a book for the first time. Um, interestingly, not not just about fitness, which is kind of interesting, and I'm, I'm excited about it. It's kind of a personal development book. Like the, the subtitle is How to Unlock Adventure and Happiness by Becoming the Hero of Your Own Story. So, of course, that's playing off the... Uh, you know his his obsession with heroes and superheroes, Clark Kent, James Bonds, all that kind of stuff that I honestly don't know anything about because I think it's nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, the 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 blurb on the back of his book, right at the top, is by Chris Gillibo, who is the author of The Hundred Dollar Startup uh-huh. and another one, The Happiness to Pursue, which I have not read. Uh, but I was standing with Steve. We were talking at like the close down end the night party or end the event party at World Domination Summit, which is Chris Gillibo's event. And he had been wanting to talk to Chris. He'd never met Chris before. And he saw him. He was like, Matt, I got to go talk to him. So he like left our conversation and went and introduced himself to Chris Gillibo. And here he is writing the verb on his book, which That's I think is cool. really neat. That's and then really that cool. same night, Steve and I went out with Leo from Zen Habits. And is that the first time you met Leo? It's the first time I met him in person, yes. I, I had written a guest post for his site before that. Yeah. But we went out. Had a bunch of beers, not like so many beers, <laughs> like the time when Steve and Ray Cronice and I went out in Nashville. That time we went out and had so many beers. But this time with Leo was a reasonable amount of beers, still way too many because I had to wake up like four hours later to fly home, and I, I hated my life at that point. Uh, but it was worth it because now, I, It was totally worth it. It was awesome. you know Steve and you're Leo. Exactly. And you're buddies with everybody. And I'm sitting across from you. And you're sitting is... across from this beautiful man right here. Yeah. So anyway... <laughs> 
Um, so it, it's exciting to me. Just I've I've wanted to have Steve on this podcast for a while because we've had those similarities, and we've ourselves pointed that out. Like we had very much our sites kind of did parallel things, and we just they were very parallel. Except my thing was about vegetarian at the time, now vegan, um, and his diet, the one that he talked about mostly, was paleo. That's kind of his thing. So it's never quite made sense to me to have him on the podcast. I mean, we could talk about how to start a blog and business and all that. And, and people liked when you and I did that episode. So mm-hmm. it could be good. But I think now that he's got this book out there, it's like the perfect excuse because the, these are the topics that Steve and I really have in common, uh, aside from the, the passion for fitness. So I'm excited to talk to him about, about leveling up your life and that, that kind of stuff. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So anyway, um, I guess there's not too much more to, to tease. We'll just get to, the, get to the good stuff. Sounds great. All right. Hey, it's Matt. I'm here with my friend Steve Cam from Nerd Fitness, who just has a brand new book coming out uh, called Level Up Your Life. Actually, just came out a few days ago. Steve, thank you so much for joining us for the first time on No Meat Athlete Radio. Matt, thanks so much for having me, man. It's been uh, it's been a little bit since I talked to you, and uh, a while since you and I first met all those yeah. years ago at uh, was it the World Domination Summit. Was yeah, that the first I time? Think it, I think it was the second World Domination Summit, and the Jeez. only one I've been to. Okay, yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was like you, me, and Leo Babauta of Zen Habits, like closing the bars down. Yeah. Like, Wait a second, aren't we? Aren't we supposed to be the healthy ones with this thing? And, <laughs> right. uh, luckily, we were. We you know we had absolute blast, and I'm really glad we got a chance to connect then and a chance to connect right now. So what's going on, man? Yeah, not too much. I mean, it's been. Uh, I feel like I've known you. I mean, we really we've known each other since since we started our blogs. I think. Yeah. We've both. When did when did you start your business? Uh, two thousand and nine. Yeah. Yeah. Two thousand nine. Early 2009 is when I started mine. I was looking at my email to see when we actually first emailed because I, I was trying to remember how I actually met you. Mm-hmm. Um, and the earliest I can find is when Carl Gaida connected us. He introduced oh, yeah. us to somebody else. Uh, Very cool. And I guess we started emailing after that. So, yeah, but it's been cool. We, we've kind of always pointed out, at least in the in the first few years, how we were our, our blogs were really like these kind of parallel paths, mine being vegan or vegetarian back then focused, and yours, of course, you know, being the more paleo diet focused. Um, not that that's really what you're all about or at all what sure. your book is all about now. Um, but you know, we, we kind of, it was just funny that how, how similar tracks we went on. And even now, I mean, I feel like we're, they're so very similar in that they kind of started these, these movements in these, well, I mean, really what in the big mainstream or small niches, but, um, sure. you know, and yours certainly, certainly blew up in a way I, after, I don't know, three, four years that, that mine, that I would love to have mine blow up in. Um, but yeah, I remember what was cool. What's interesting about, and I'm getting into your book now is that I remember all, at World Domination Summit, we were talking on the bus to some sort of party or something. <laughs> and you, this was also the night, I think, that you met Chris Gillibo, because I remember you left our conversation to go say hi to him. Uh, and then I saw he's, he's the blurb on the back of your book. Yeah, so, pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, you had just gotten a, a link from Gizmodo or something, or maybe they republished oh, your yeah. article, and it just said yep. all tons of traffic. And on the bus, you were like, and it was about your uh, your... Steve's epic quest of oh man, I or remember this. Wow, yeah, yeah. and uh, and you were like, it's awesome that I'm getting all this traffic, but I don't really know if it matters because it's it's these people who are who are coming here for how I booked all these flights around the world for this cheap price when when what my niche is is fitness, and and mm. I don't know if it really matters. So it's really cool for me now to see your book is called Level Up Your Life, and it's it's 
arguably more about that sort of thing than about fitness which is, yeah which it's is really uh cool. the, whole, the whole thing is uh it's, it's more about prioritizing adventure i mean there are certainly there's certainly a fitness aspect to it i think you need to have a healthy body to do the things that you've always wanted to do whether it's you know rock climbing or taking swing dance classes or going to explore ancient ruins in a foreign country whatever so there's definitely a fitness component to the book uh but it's more about that that idea of kind of turning yourself into a character in a, in a game or a character in a movie and looking at life like this grand adventure that uh, that you're a part of with quests and missions and allies and bosses and things like that. And uh, it's funny, that meeting that you were talking about uh, when I first talked to Chris Gillibo, about five minutes after that, he said, hold on, I want you to meet somebody. And he introduced me to his um, his book agent, um, David. And David was very patient and polite with me for... <sighs> about three years through over that. And he's like, you ready to write a book yet? I'm like, no, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. And finally, like two and a half years ago, I said, all right, man, I'm, I'm finally ready. He says, all right, let's get going. And this is the book. And so he's my agent now. And that's the, wow. uh, this is the book that, that came out of that first conversation all those years ago. And it's so cool to, that you remember that conversation that uh, you were essentially really, you were witness to the genesis of <laughs> this, this book and that movement and, and kind of all this stuff and how it's come together. So thanks for reminding me of that. That's a pretty cool yeah. story. Yeah, I mean, that was a big night. That was a big night for me because I had never met Leo before other than at that conference sure. you know, day before. And uh, went out and closed the bar down. And then I had to fly home uh, back across the country the next morning after like four <laughs> hours that, later. Yeah. It was awful. Totally but... worth it though. We had it, so it much fun. Awful. And that's, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, yeah. uh, that's why we do what we do, right? You take care of yourself as often as you can, and then every once in a while, if you have to stay up late and hang out with friends that you that you haven't seen in forever or meet new friends, like you should be able to do those things guilt free as well. Exactly. All right. So why then? Uh, why, why is the book that way? Like, why not the obvious thing, which is you know the nerd <laughs> fitness fitness guide? Yeah, it's. I had actually a lot of people, specifically other other friends of ours that uh, run online businesses, they were like. So let me let me get this straight. You spent six years building a website in a company called Nerd Fitness, and you're going to write a book, and it's not going to be called Nerd Fitness. What are you, an idiot? I'm like, hey, you know, I, I, I've I've written about push-ups and and eating better and 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 those things across 700 articles for six or seven years on Nerd Fitness. And ultimately, I just I wanted to write something that I wanted to read or something that I wish I had access to kind of six or seven years ago when I was starting this thing or maybe just before I was starting this thing. Uh, I, I wanted to write a book that kind of encompassed my philosophy on nerd fitness but also my, my life philosophy, the idea that you know, your work doesn't have to define you necessarily, that like most characters in movies or superheroes, everybody has this kind of alter ego. Or Clark Kent is a, you know, Superman is Clark Kent and has to work at the, uh, you know, work as a, as a, as a reporter um, Indiana Jones is an archaeology professor, so all these people have all these all these great characters have normal day jobs and responsibilities, and then they go do amazing things. I wanted to share a book or write a book that highlighted and shared examples of people from the nerd fitness community that have prioritized adventure and created fun alter egos of themselves as well, so that they ha- they can take care of their daily responsibilities and take care of their kids. But they've also found a way to prioritize this idea of adventure, growth, and happiness and put really put like systems in place to, to make those things happen. Cool. I, I love that. Uh, and I know our audience loves that too. We did an episode a while back called, or not like you know a month ago or something, called How to Start Your Movement and really more about how do you build something that's cool and just not, not really going outside the area of, sure. like, of business or something, not talking about adventure and all that, but certainly one could, one could take it there. 
Uh, and it was surprisingly popular. I figured on this podcast that people would only want to hear about fitness and, and food, but turns out people are really, really interested in that. So I think uh, I think the book will, will certainly strike a chord, and I think this will be a great episode. Uh, just because I've, I've really recognized recently that sort of what you just said, that there's all these lessons that have kind of that I've only only learned through doing this. Like in the past seven years, mm-hmm. I've learned more about life and and personal development, for lack of a better term, than I did than I have about veganism and fitness. I mean, I feel like sure. it's just it has taught me so much different stuff about life. And now that I'm a parent, there's so much gold that I can just give to kids, to my kids, having having done this before. That's um, great. Yeah, I love that. Is that so? I want to like, did you feel like did Nerf Fitness teach you all that stuff too, or or do you feel like this book? You could have not. You couldn't have written the book, but that you knew this stuff before, and that's and that's why Nerd Fitness has taken off. Because oh, you, absolutely this is not. Thing. No, this has all been kind of trial by fire, learn as I go, jump into the unknown and see see what happens. Uh, you know what what happened was right out of college, I got a job in uh, sales, selling construction equipment, and I was horribly mismatched for this position and quite terrible at it. Unsurprisingly, I was miserable, and I spent all of my time playing video games and watching TV and watching movies and, and escaping into books because uh, I was so unhappy with uh, the direction my life was heading. And eventually, I started to realize, like, you know, if Steve, if this isn't it, like, you need to come up with a, an alternative plan, escaping into games and books and, and, you know, beers on a Friday and Saturday to forget the week you just had. It's like that you got to change something, man. And I started to think about why. I was hooked on all those games and books and movies and and realized that like I just loved the idea of adventure even though I wasn't having any myself. And I loved the idea of leveling up a character in a game and making progress on something even though I wasn't making progress in real life. I was like, why don't, why don't we try to – why don't we start doing these things and, and sharing these experiences and, and kind of really remembering why we do what we do? You know, so many people – buy houses bigger than they need and they have to work in a job they don't like to be able to afford the house and then they have to fill it up with things that they don't want to impress people they don't like. Like it's 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 kind of this weird cycle and as I started nerd fitness and started to retake my life and and as you said earlier kind of personal development like I feel like this book is the personal development book for people that probably don't like personal development or don't like yeah. the idea of exactly. the the term personal development. So um so I started to put kind of systems and plans in place to be like, okay, well, what is it I actually want to accomplish? Like, oh man, I'd love to travel. Like, okay, what does that mean? Like, I'd love to go to these specific countries and have these specific adventures. Like, okay, what else do you want to do? Like, I'd love to learn to play a new musical instrument or improve my Spanish or do these things that uh, up until then I had always said, oh, I'd love to do that someday, but I just don't have time. And since then, I found like when you prioritize certain things, and 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 for you, Matt, it might be you know prioritizing certain adventures with your children, um, doing certain things that if you do them in a certain way, it, it reminds you that like hey, you're alive, and there are untold billions of people that are dead that would give any opportunity to have just another day on this planet. So it's it's helping people identify what's important to them. Uh, whether it is building a movement, like you were just mentioning, um, or running your first marathon, um, becoming a becoming a great chef, uh, ballroom dancing, any anything of those natures, like identifying what it is, and then putting a system, understanding behavioral psychology, and applying game mechanics to your life in a really fun way, so that you can actually start crossing those things off the list and getting stuff done. 
Nice. Yeah, I mean, and it absolutely is a very fun way. As you leave through the book, it's not like it's like a dry personal development book with like little video game references sprinkled in. I mean, it's it is. I went all in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's based on that. It's like a, a game, and like you're a character in the game, uh, which is which is very cool. It's funny the story you said about the feeling that you were kind of pouring yourself into video games and like that that was becoming a little bit more of your real life than than your real life was. Because mm. um, I, so I guess maybe I'm a little bit more of an all or nothing person, and I'm not so good at at. Uh, I don't know, self-regulation. So the last time I played a video game was, I think, in 2002, and I was playing The Sims. That, uh, oh, man. Game. Yep. <laughs> and I was sitting there as my guy was lifting weights and practicing piano and chess. And, like, I'm actually passing real time sitting there while this happens so he can get better at this stuff. And I was like, all right, I'm done with this. I'm going to be the one who's actually practicing chess and lifting weights and all these things. That's and, uh, That's so funny. Yeah, I mean, I love video games, but I just have, have kind of gone away from them since well then. i've had to put systems in place too to get me to i'm i'm very similar in kind of the all or nothing i actually purchased nerdfitness.com in 2007 but uh, i didn't start it until 2009 because hmm. i was so afraid to start and and i was i'd like to say that's the excuse the, the more important <laughs> excuse was really i was hooked on a game called everquest <laughs> where i was dumping so much of my time and energy after work into everquest that i, I just I quote, didn't have time. I was too busy to start Nerd Fitness. And then the computer that I had built that I was using to play EverQuest actually exploded. <laughs> or like the, you know, the motherboard fried and I couldn't afford to fix it. So therefore, all of a sudden, this game that I was hooked on like was ripped out from my hands. And I had no choice at that point. It's like, well, you can't afford to fix it. You're wasting 30 hours a week into this game. It's not a good use of your time. Why don't you instead get excited about building this crazy idea you have to help nerds get fit? And uh, that was the that was like the origin story of nerd fitness is like my call to action in this in this adventure was Steve's computer explodes and he can't afford to fix it. So I had to use like a cheap old laptop. And that's what I used to write my articles for the first two years of nerd fitness because I didn't have a computer that that actually worked. All right. So then what then made you different from every other person who who is addicted to video games or anything else? That that made you like step back and say and just look at things and say okay here's here's how things are here's how I want them to be, and I'm gonna quit my job and travel around the world. And I don't even remember the order of of the story, but sure. you know, why, why did you just what made you decide to do that instead of instead of the easy thing, which is sort of just like to put up with this and say, well, this is just this is just this how, is how it is, is right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I was very fortunate. I, I while working that horrible sales job, I stumbled across Tim Ferriss's. Uh, for our work week. Mm -hmm. And in it, he talks about creating a social group, you know, taking a social group you're a part of and something you're good at and kind of overlapping the two to carve out your own little corner of the internet. And for me, it was, you know, the, the, the idea of helping people like myself, nerdy individuals, uh, improve and get started down a path of living healthier. And in the book, he just painted such a vivid picture of what this future what the future could be if I actually took action and put steps in place. You know, I kind of felt like um, the example I use is, is often is like I kind of felt like Neo in, mm -hmm. from the Matrix, like realizing that there's this whole other world that exists that I was unaware of. Like reading his book was like, oh, like I don't have to be miserable every day. And if I can find a way to serve people and help them and structure my life in a certain way, then then I can then these adventures can be become possible. And you know, I think a lot of people just come up with bucket lists and they create a giant list of things. It's like eat less and move more and floss and do this. And, you know, and it's just like a random hodgepodge of things with no structure, no order to them. 
when I came up with my list of things to do, I, I wanted to attack it as if it was a game. And because that helped me from getting overwhelmed. You know, I was like, okay, well, what is the first adventure you can take? Like, well, I've always wanted to go to Machu Picchu in Peru. It's like, okay, well, let's get specific. Like, what does that mean? It's like, well, I need to go down there for a week and a half. Uh, what does it cost? What's the flight cost? How much does it cost to stay in a hostel? What is the entrance fee to Machu Picchu? And this, like, this vague nebulous goal I have of like traveling more, having never been outside North America, all of a sudden became like very concrete and reasonable. It was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, for fifteen hundred bucks, I can travel to Peru for like two weeks and do all these amazing things. Um, that sounds very reasonable. So I started saving up a little bit of money each month and like automated that whole process so that I had money set aside and recruited a friend of mine who was also interested in adventure because I was too scared to go alone. And the two of us went down there and did it. And I came back from that and that bought me the, bought me some courage and uh, motivation and, and kind of confidence to, to push a little bit further and go explore even more. And that led me to Australia and New Zealand and Thailand and all these other really great locations. Um, I think the reason I was able to kind of break free of drifting, you know, that book was, you know, I, I like the idea of the, the hero's journey. It's the idea that every great story in history follows a similar path. There's a hero of humble origins that receives a call to action and goes in this amazing adventure. And for me, I saw Tim Ferriss's, I saw the 4-Hour Workweek as kind of my call to action. And I was like, okay, well, if I'm the hero in the story here, and this is the call to action, like, what, what's the next thing? Like, wh- how does this plot develop? It's like, okay, well, now you need to start helping people get fit. And that might be, that's writing articles. And then it was, okay, let's, let's develop this brand and build a community. I was like, okay, next step after that is if I'm going to travel, then I need to find a way to make money with nerd fitness. And then after that, okay, now if I'm booking my first trip, how does the business run when I'm gone? Well, it needs to sell ebooks or things, digital products that are available. So it was like a very kind of methodical process, very much like any game. You don't worry about the final boss when you're getting started. You just worry about what's at the end of the first dungeon, and then you move on to the second one. And then then you worry about the third one, and so on and so forth. Very cool. I like that. I think, I think from the outside, a lot of these things look like the person just took this crazy heroic risk and just you know, had, had no other way out. But as you're describing it, it you did one thing, and you, you went to Peru, and, and then... From there, the the next, as you said, the next step kind of became clear. Sure. Um, so I think that's great. And Tim Ferriss's book, I think, as you mentioned, like the the money thing, like saying, like here's how much it would cost to do this, and here's how much I'd have to save per month to do that. That's really outlined in that book. I mean, exactly, right? There's like yep. that that I forget the name of the process, something with dreams, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I was like dream dreamlining, I think, there or something go. like that. Dream but mind. I read that, and I was like, oh. Okay, and as soon as, like, because everybody has goals and dreams, you know, like, oh, man, I wish I could run more. I wish I run to run my first marathon. It's like, okay, what about, okay, I'm going to run the 2016 Nashville Half Marathon, and in 2017, I will run the Nashville Music, you know, rock and roll full mm-hmm. marathon. What is the entrance fee? Can I pay it now? Should I book flights? What is it? You can, like, reverse engineer those things and take it from that kind of nebulous goal that most people have and getting very specific with it. And then you can apply those game mechanics to get to, to show yourself that you are progressing on a daily basis. And like we really get addicted to that idea of small improvements and getting better. Just ask anybody that plays Candy Crush or Clash of Clans or <laughs> right. you know, uh, puts a puzzle together. Anything, you know, any of those experiences show us as humans, like we just love to we just love to get a little bit better and a little bit further and build something a little bit stronger than we did the day before. 
Yep, sure. Okay, let's pause for 60 seconds to thank our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Aloha. The cold winter months have arrived. Keep them outpaced with 18 energizing, muscle-building grams of plant-based protein. Aloha Protein Powder is filled with the very best whole food ingredients like organic peas, hemp, and pumpkin seeds that keep you going all season long. And one thing that makes Aloha Powder so special is that they're sweetened with natural ingredients like apple juice instead of artificial sweeteners. For an extra boost of whole food, whole body, healthy energy, add Aloha Daily Good Greens to the mix. Just choose one of their three delicious blends. They have chocolate, berry, or original, and pour it into your favorite water, juice, smoothie, or dressing. You'll get a full serving of fruit and veggie goodness for natural energy. Visit aloha.com and enter promo code ALOHA20 to get 20% off orders of $50 or more through February 29th, 2016. All right, so when you started Nerd Fitness, uh, I mean, it could have not worked. And then, and then none of this would have happened. Right. Uh, surely you would have would have moved on and found something else. Then that would. I think that's probably true of, of many many people who have found success in something. Um, but for someone who you know who's trying to reverse engineer or, or do their own version of what you've done, um, why did nerd fitness work? Like, why do you think? Because obviously, so many blogs fail, right? And, and sure. many of them are user error, where we just someone starts it and then three weeks later they stop because it doesn't appear that anyone's reading. Um, so I'm not talking about like, why has it become a huge major success, but that first year, like why, why did it do well enough that, that you then did a second year of it? Like, you know what I mean? What, what do you think is what, what about you or about the way you did it, uh, is responsible for the success? Sure. I I think a few things. One, there's this idea that I discussed in the book, uh, this concept of grit and it's, it's a, a study that had been done on, on children, Back in the day, and these kids were like kids that were able to, like you know, they were there. Some study was like, okay, we'll give this kid one. You can have a marshmallow now, or if mm-hmm. you wait fifteen minutes, I will give you two marshmallows. And the marshmallow is sitting on a table in front of this kid, and like they did a study that the kid that was able to hold out and wait for the two marshmallows, like they followed these students or these kids through the rest of their lives, and those that um, held out for two marshmallows aka delayed gratification um went on to become more successful had more money um tried longer stayed longer and i I think that's the the study it's it's something along those lines yeah and it's this concept of grit it's that like these kids uh they they will try harder on a puzzle they will stay longer they will work harder on work etc etc and like it's i think it's this thing that you develop really when you're playing a video game which is kind of cool like most of the time you're playing a game you're dying quite frequently (laughs) But you're slowly learning the patterns and you're figuring out what you need to do and getting better at it so that when you finally succeed, it's this tremendous amount of satisfaction. When I started Nerd Fitness, I had no clue what I was doing. You know, I'm fortunate that uh, – I'm sure you probably feel the same way. Like I was fortunate that I didn't know just how oversaturated and crowded the fitness market was. Like <laughs> right. I just jumped into it. I was like, this sounds like I'm a nerd and I like to help people. So let's just combine those things and start a blog and – I think after a handful of months, I had very, very few people reading it. But I had more than zero. And the way I looked at it, I was like, okay, if I can get five people or I can get 10 people reading the website that are excited to get my daily articles, or you know, at the time I was writing daily while working the full-time job, um, if I can get a few people to like this and they're buying into it, like the idea of nerd fitness, then it's just a matter of scale. Now we just got to figure out how we can 
how I can find more people. How can I get in front of more people? And I remember that first email I got from a random reader. It was like, hey, man, my name's Evan. I'm from San Francisco. I actually ended up meeting him a few years later, which was pretty cool. Uh, but like, I never forgot Evan. Evan, the first guy that emailed me, he's like, hey, I just love nerd fitness and I've lost uh, 20 pounds as a result of it. And like, this is the first random guy that had ever found that, you know, everybody else that had been reading up to that point in my mind was you know, my relatives, my friends, family, et cetera. Uh, and here's this random guy that lived in San Francisco on the other side of the country that happened to like nerd fitness. I was like, okay, if I can find one guy, I can find two and I can find 10. And I think after nine months, like I still only had, I had less than a hundred subscribers, mm-hmm. even though I was publishing five articles a week and thought I was doing everything right. <laughs> right. But I was so excited. I was like, Oh, geez, that's almost that's almost triple digits right there. And then, you know, and then uh, looking back now, realizing how slow things were growing, like I'm glad I didn't know that that wasn't very good. I had to learn how those things were getting done and whatever. And I think the thing that helped me the most other than just being excited that anybody was reading it was I put a system in place. I told myself no matter what, I had to publish an article every day. And as somebody that procrastinates like crazy, uh, it often meant I was up until three in the morning be, uh, writing an article that I would publish the first thing I woke up the next morning. And I repeated that process for, uh, I was publishing every day for nine months. And then after that, it's been two articles a week, every Monday and Thursday uh, for the past six and a half years. Hmm. And it, if I only wrote when I was motivated to write, uh, I wouldn't have a book here. I wouldn't have a blog. If I was only motivated to exercise, or if I was only exercised when I was motivated to exercise, it wouldn't happen. Fortunately, you know, it was like, okay, these are the, these are the expectations. Every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday, I will go to the gym at 10 a.m. Uh, on Sundays and Wednesdays, I will write a blog article and, or blog post, and it will publish the next day without fail. I think in like my first six years, I probably missed maybe two blog posts. Like I think I might have missed a few of this past year because I was also writing the book that I was writing 500 words every morning, which was a goal that I had to hit. So really, I, I stopped relying on um, I stopped relying on motivation, and instead manufactured. I like to you know I found this great. Um, great answer online. It's like somebody's trying to learn how to play an instrument. They're like, oh, I'm just not motivated to do it. It's like, stop relying on motivation and instead manufacture discipline. Put systems in place, create a reward system, have somebody keep you accountable, uh, do whatever it takes to stop having to use willpower and motivation and inspiration to get you to do the things that you want to do because those are great to get you started. But it's like the habits that you're building and the, the systems that you put in place um, or you know the game mechanics that you put in place that keep you going as once uh, once the motivation well kind of dries up. Yeah. So specifically, like I, I saw in the book that you said you would learn violin a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, which is cool because I have attempted to do that too and it didn't go so well. In fact, I, you know, I, this was really before I, I knew anything about this stuff, and I, I did just kind of let it peter out. Just kind of got tired of it, um, or you know, tired of the when it sure. got hard. Um, but but now I'm actually doing this. I play drums. And I'm trying to do the same with kind of jazz drumming and, oh, cool. and pick it up in a more more serious student way of like mm-hmm. practicing this much per day every day and not missing it yep um but i have a harder time with that than than with something that feels much more urgent to me like like work like like i was so driven to build no meat athlete that the motivation was always there um mm-hmm. when it wasn't it was still worthwhile and i would just knock it out and get it done what i had to do sure um what what specific types of mechanics do you are you talking about like the game mechanics or whatever else when it comes to these activities that 
don't really have like the accountability built into them the way that that a blog or something else on the internet does. Sure. Um, things that are that are you know important, but but not at all urgent. Like, what kind of mechanics are you talking about? Uh, well, for example, uh, the, the game mechanics specifically. I love the idea of a reward system, showing yourself progress and holding yourself accountable. So let me let me run through those. So a reward system means like in a video game, when you reach a certain level, you earn or you defeat a bad guy, you earn a new sword or a new shield or a better spell, a better armor or something that allows you to go explore further. And like it introduces this reward where it's, you know, like kind of like uh, the carrot and the, you know, somebody's uh, holding a carrot on a fishing on a uh, fishing pole in front of you that you're walking towards this reward that you're working towards so it works really well in a video game why not create a reward system in real life so uh for me for example i um i had a goal or i created a system where like i wanted to busk on a street corner uh aka standard street corner with a guitar and sing a five song set which scared the crap out of me uh because i you know i was like i don't i I consider myself not a good singer but i love the idea of just being somebody in a street corner with a guitar singing my heart out i hope nobody knew who i was i have no desire to 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 make it as a musician but i just love music and I continued to chicken out and I couldn't get myself to practice. And I ended up actually taking singing lessons on a weekly basis to help keep me kind of accountable. Like I, I was paying for them. So that kind of gave me a goal to work towards. And I told myself once I actually did my street corner set, I could finally purchase a new guitar. So I'm currently using a guitar that cost me about 150 bucks 12 years ago. <laughs> it's not great. But like I can't just buy a guitar. It, you know, yeah, I, have to, I had to earn something to do it. Um, so actually, so I just, uh, I chickened out of doing it when I lived in Nashville, but I just recently moved to New York city. And finally with the, uh, help of a friend of mine who convinced she was like, you just, we're going to go do it right now. And you're going to get out of your system. It was like two o'clock or it was like 10 o'clock on a Tuesday night. Okay. I guess, uh, I'm just, I was so scared and so nervous. And she's like, Steve, people run around in their underwear screaming Latin in New York city or like, (laughs) There is nothing you could do that would offend or surprise people. She's like, you, a guy standing there with a guitar singing five songs is, uh, like, big deal, right? I'm like, all right, all right. So I went and sang those five songs. And now I actually just went and looked at guitars uh, last week because I was able to cross that big mission off. So this is, like, my reward um, that I'm very excited to be able to kind of capitalize on because I, I crossed this big mission off. So all of a sudden, like you know, it, it did become urgent for me. Like, okay, shoot, you have to do this thing now. Uh, another level of urgency for me, and I, I can tell you one for your, um, for your drumming as well. So I've been taking violin lessons for the past year and a half and uh, found out that a mutual friend of ours, um, a friend of, is, is getting married in Ireland uh, next, this upcoming um, end, of, end of December in 2016. So I set a goal of I have to be able to sit in a pub in Dublin with my fiddle and play <laughs> for at least 30 minutes with, with the locals, which means I have a lot of practice to do and I need to get a lot better at violin between now and then because uh, the flights are booked. The trip to Ireland is happening regardless of whether or not I'm ready for it. So now I can kind of reverse engineer those things. So for you, it might be finding a band that practices on a weekend or find, you can find a, an hour here or there or uh, something to do with drumming that you can like, you know, it, with a marathon, it's simple. It's like the marathon happens on this day. It's a, it, that's a boss battle you have to complete. 
is there a way that you can introduce something like that with uh, with your drumming as well, where you you're either going to post videos online to it doesn't have to go to the Nomad Athlete community, but it might go on your Instagram or it might go somewhere, and you let people know that they you, you'd like them to help keep you accountable. And the more often you can kind of introduce the kind of the reward and the accountability, and then show yourself tiny progress, the more likely you're going to be to get to that place with that activity where you kind of get past those crappy first you know, first while when it's not that much fun, you're pretty terrible at it. It doesn't sound like you think it should in your head. Like I'm still at that point with the violin, Mm -hmm. but I'm making progress and you get to the point where like it actually becomes enjoyable. And then it's something that you start to look forward to. Gotcha. I like that. I I really do. And it's one of those things where it's scary to, it's very scary to take that first lead that says that where you commit that you're going to do this thing. It's terrifying. Right. But then, but then once you do it, that, that fear is now not holding you back it's now pushing you forward and saying sure. you have to do this or else you're, you're not showing up when you said you would so that's that's a great idea and uh i hope nobody in the nomad athlete audience tries to hold me accountable to that now. <laughs> but cool I, I never knew you were so into music until i started reading your book um which yeah, is cool I I, I'm also a i've been playing piano since i was a little kid and and i you know i took lessons because i had to because my parents made me and i was like i don't want to play the piano and now i'm so thankful they did you know, because it wasn't, I was like, I had to practice and I was motivated. It was like, I had to practice because my teacher was going to yell at me. Right. And now, like, I took lessons when I lived in Nashville. This is funny. I took lessons to learn the violin in Nashville. I rented a violin for 20 bucks a month. Uh, I, I could take lessons for $30 for like a half, it was like a 45-minute session for 30, for 30 bucks. And for the first few months, I couldn't get myself to practice like you said, it's it's tough. Those first few months are tough. I was like, oh, I just don't have time. What happened was I was coming home and I put the violin case down. And then anytime I thought about practicing, I'd say to myself like, well, you know, it's going to take me 15 minutes and then I have to I have to tune it and then rosin the bow and then set up the music and blah, blah. I'll practice later when I have a full half an hour to practice. And sure enough, that half an hour never showed up. So there was like a good three months in a row where every week I walked in to see my teacher and I'd be like, I'm sorry, I didn't practice this week. I've been really busy, which is a lie. We all say we've been busy and we all come up with these things. Reality was I hadn't put a good system in place to make it happen. So I bought a $10 cheap violin stand. And every week when I came home from from, uh, violin practice, the first thing I did when I walked in my door was open the case and put the violin on the stand and open the sheet music and put it on the counter to the song I was trying to learn. And that one change... I went from practicing zero, uh, zero minutes per week to probably five to six hours a week. And it would happen in five minutes here, 10 minutes there. I'd walk in the door from somewhere and pick it up and play through a song or something. But because it was available, because I had minimized the steps between me and practice, it made it so much more likely for me to actually follow through with it. And then I made more progress in like three weeks than I had made in my previous six months of practicing because I finally stopped relying on the motivation and, and made it, uh, made it something that like the default activity became, became practice. Right. And just by, just by changing the, the physical environment, you made it that much easier. Yes, absolutely. That's cool. Yeah. I've, I've actually done the very same thing with uh, guitar. I hung my guitar on the wall instead of, you know, being in a case where, where it takes all this effort to get it out. Absolutely. Uh, very cool. Good. And also, it's funny that we have both, uh, as adults, rented a violin for 20 bucks a month and tried to learn it. <laughs> not, a lot of, not a lot of guys have done that, I don't think. Uh, we should, uh, we, we need to get a band going. Yeah, we definitely do. You, you know sure, we can tour? find a few of the people that play music, too. <laughs> no, I don't think anybody else plays music in the world. No, it's just us, too. Yeah. No, well, we, we'll, we'll, we'll hog all the fame. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Um, so, 
Steve, I'll let you go pretty soon. I want to know a couple quick questions. What are you into fitness-wise these days? What kind of, uh, what kind of crazy um, Mostly powerlifting for my lower body. So just squats and deadlifts, just the tried and true. And then upper body, I've been really into um, gymnastic rings lately, which has been really wow. exciting. So I bring rings with me to the gym every day. Uh, or every you know when I, the four days a week that I go to the go to the gym and train, and hang them up from hang them up from various things, and I'm flipping and flopping around and just get very strange looks from everybody else in there. So those are all that's always fun. But yeah, it's a lot of gymnastic stuff these days, which has been really exciting. Neat. That that is very cool. And much much more importantly than any of that, what is the best video game system from when we were kids or ever? System. Ooh, uh, just one. I don't want to hear two. I want one answer. Super Nintendo. That's what I would have said. Agreed. The, those role-playing games from then, like the you know Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past and Final Fantasy III and Chrono Trigger, just so many, so many Earthbound, so many great games. <laughs> I was worried you were going to say Sega Genesis, and then no, like, no, no, I was a Nintendo kid growing up. Um, okay. Oh, and Mario Kart too. Mario Kart started on Super Nintendo. Yep, that's great. right. Good. All right. So, uh, how about a book tour? I saw you were doing something. I am. Uh, so this, um, I'm, I'm hitting up six quick cities to start the year. It's, it's, it's like a whirlwind kind of tour. We're doing New York, Austin, LA, San Francisco, Chicago, and Atlanta. And, you know, because this book is all about adventure and, and doing things outside of your comfort zone, we're actually doing really fun activities in each of these locations. So in New York, we're doing Ninja Warrior training. In Austin, it's lightsaber training. In, Calif- in Los Angeles, it's parkour. In San Francisco, we're having a Monte Carlo casino night. In Chicago, it's swing dancing. And in Atlanta, it is rock climbing. All right. Very cool. So where can people find... Uh find that because certainly we'll have some people who want to absolutely yeah it's, it's all available at levelupyourlife.com uh, it's actually kind of cool so with this with this book now being released uh you can actually go to levelupyourlife.com and create a character and then as you come up with your lists of quests and missions to complete whether it's run your first marathon um learn to play an instrument a language travel to a foreign country you can actually create your list of quests and then assign experience point values to them and <laughs> as you cross them off level up your life Literally. So the book details, the first chapter, um, the ability to create your free character, uh, and uh, all the book tour details are all up at levelupyourlife.com, or you can just find us at nerdfitness.com. Nice. And when this podcast airs, it will have the book will have just come out. Uh, this will be oh, out. man, this is so cool. I wrote a book. It's yeah, available. Exactly. We're, yep, it's out. And it's a, it's a bestseller already. <laughs> it's amazing. There's already <laughs> one on the moon somehow. <laughs> Uh, so where's the best place just to get it? Just go to Love Up Your Life or, or Amazon? Yeah, Barnes I mean, Noble, you go to that. Amazon. You can walk into Barnes and Nobles. I think anywhere in the country um, or Amazon.com is, is uh, you know quick and easy as well. So either 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 way, whatever works for you. All right, very cool. Well, Steve, I hope to catch up in person again sometime. Maybe we'll have to jam sometime. We're gonna jam out, and it is gonna be awesome. That'd be great. All right. Well, good luck with uh, with the book release, with the tour, and everything else. Thanks, man. Appreciate the opportunity, and thanks to all the uh, all the community members of Nomad Athletes for for listening. All right. Thanks a lot. See you soon.